What's good, family? It is Janelle Haynes, your principal owner of Dusty LLC, for another episode of Documenting Dreams, specifically episode nine. Somebody say nine, please. Episode nine. Yes, and I am, as always, super excited about my guests every show. Today's special guest is none other than Yalisa Sewell of Organized Grind and a very dear friend and someone who has just been doing some extremely unique things out here in the community, either through hair, sound, radio, you name it. She's been doing all these wonderful things out here. So I'm just excited to have her here on episode nine. I am also your beloved president and excited person who is using Toastmasters as an opportunity to use my voice. So I'm also you know, excited to share that I'm the president of Eagle 7 Early Risers. We meet every Saturday at 8 a.m. virtually. And this is an extension of the power of voice that I found through using Toastmasters. So I'm just grateful that I've been able to extend it to my own um, podcast specifically called Documenting Dreams. And today I get to share this space with none other than Yalisa Sewell of Organized Grind. So we're just going to jump right in. We're just going to jump right into this thing and just Lisa, tell us, what is Organized Grind? Sell Organized Grind to me, please. (laughs) Okay, so Organized Grind, um, it started off as an artist management company. Uh, Worked locally with artists here with all kinds of needs they needed for their projects to come out. Then we started adding production and kinds of different services that we offer. so it's just the production house along with management. Along with management. And that's management of artists specifically or or what other type of management or if, if there is? So we are starting to expand to other types of management. So I don't have it completely ironed out yet. But yes, right now is local artists um, who needs our services. Okay, nice. I love it. And so the organized grind, where did that name come from? So... I was watching a movie and they said something about an organized hustle and I didn't want to use hustle because it was it was a different kind of movie. <laughs> so I didn't want that, but I, mm-hmm. I thought about that combination of words and I'm like, yeah, like I'm organized and, you know, at the time grind was a big word <laughs> that was, you know, popular. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I go hard on almost everything I do. So that's my definition of grind. So that's how it came together. Well, that's awesome. That's a dope name, organized grind. I love the spelling of it. Was that something Thank you. that came to you during that time as well, or you just evolved to you know? Because I noticed you use e y e z d. Yes. Where did that part come from? So the spelling of the name, I didn't want to spell it regular, and um, so I reached out to some of my artist that I was working with and I was like this is the name of the company whoever spells it you know the most unique way that's how I'm going to go with it and one of the artists Seven the Panther actually came up with the name and the more I look at it you know the eyes part does stand out and I was Mm -hmm. like you know to me it means like I have insight in everything I do you know I keep my eyes on it I'm very you know focused and driven so it's all so that's how that came about wow who knew I love that I love when things (laughs) can just kind of come to you in a way 
that makes sense, not just for you, but for other people that are listening or paying attention and they can kind of pick up pick up on it or it becomes a conversation piece, right? So it's like, oh, yeah. that's something different. Let me ask her about that. You know, it starts <laughs> questions. They say the person that, the first person that starts asking questions is the person that's interested. So I would yeah. imagine you get lots of people interested just by seeing the name and the spelling. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. So you know, everybody has a story, right? Yes. I believe that, you know, I speak it, I I stand on everyone has a story. So I'm just curious if you were to tell your story or have someone else tell the story. So it's kind of a two-part question. You know, where would the story begin? And then if it was someone other than yourself, and it could be you, who would tell your story? Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm actually writing my own book right now. Okay. And, um... I don't know if it's going to be strictly about me. You know, I'm, I'm in character development right now, but it's loosely based on me. Mm-hmm. And I started that book at your party <laughs> way back <laughs> in the day. Um, but in that story, I was not in a place where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, not as far as your party, but I'm talking I about <laughs> in personal life. And mm-hmm. I was dealing with some really hard times. And a lot of that played out at your party. And you didn't even know no, it was I your did. birthday party. Mm-hmm. And um, so once I write the book, more of that will come out. But it sort of shows my growth um, from that point. And I think I was around 21. Yeah, I was started there because at that point in my life, that's when I realized I needed a change. Mm-hmm. And I needed to focus on me more, love me more, mm-hmm. and and start, you know, fulfilling my destiny. Gotcha. And so was it something specific you felt like, if I grow from this, then I can get to a place where I'm thinking clearly? Or, you know, I can build on my hopes and dreams? Or, you know, what, what I guess, what part, of, what part of you did you start to grow first and what part actually grew? If they're not the same thing. Well, I had to figure out that I did not want or deserve to be in that situation mm-hmm. and what I needed to do to never be in that situation again. Um, so, yeah, that sort of fueled my my focus and my drive to start businesses. And so if someone was listening to your story, what what thing would you want to resonate with them? Or I listened to Oprah's interview with Michelle Obama the other day, and she said something that, the other day, and she said something that lifted from the page um, mm-hmm. with this thing. So what do you want to be lifted from your pages, from your story? I want people to know that no matter what situation they're in, they can always do better. Um, to not get stuck in certain situations when they deserve more and to love themselves. Like that's, that's the major part of growing is learning to love yourself, learning to accept your self-worth and going for your dreams, you know, and not being afraid or let anybody hold you back from that. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a message that I continue to hear from a lot of females that I'm connected to or even males that are trying to encourage, you know, females either and support them, you know, no matter what they're doing, whether it's, you know, being an entrepreneur or in, in the C-suite. I feel like that's the message that's resonating in our community right now for a lot of us. And also, the, I think people are trying to create 
you know, those manuals right now. And, the, and I feel like it's so important that we have, that we find them and we listen to them because everybody's story, you know, has something for us, for us to pull from. And so I'm just glad that you are now, you know, on a quest to add to those manuals, if you will, to have your, yeah. you know, our step-by-step guide for growing ourselves. So thank you so much for being brave and vulnerable you know, to share parts of your story and then even add a little twist in there because we all love the excitement, right? <laughs> when we're reading <laughs> stories, whether we know they're right. true or not, we can still relate in some capacity. Um, Very true. You know, so that's awesome. So tell me, what's one one little known fact that nobody knows? Even, you know, maybe, maybe me, maybe your mom or your son. What's something that nobody really knows about you? Ooh, um... Well, I can't say my mom and, and my son do not know this because they live, you know, yeah. they see me a lot. But um, let's see. I cry at talent shows like on TV. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like America Idol, yeah. you know, yeah. all of that. I'm a crier. I'll be in there boohooing because I see these people up there living their dreams and, mm-hmm. and going for and, and just seeing their um, transformations or just their shock of people clapping at them, applauding for them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a cry baby. <laughs> mm, I love that. And I would have never guessed. Right. <laughs> that would be the thing. <laughs> for our listening audience. I've known this young lady since we were five. Yeah, that would not have been the thing that I would have guessed. <laughs> so that's that's awesome. That's a that's a yeah. surprise. I appreciate that for sure. <laughs> so who, who believes in you the most? It would definitely have to be me. You know, um, being a serial entrepreneur, as I call myself, <laughs> always. Um, jumping for the impossible in some people's minds or some they say that that's just a crazy you know idea and then it turns into to something good I definitely have to depend on me and believe on me and believe in me to accomplish those and not allow um negativity to stop me or doubters to stop me so I would definitely say me for sure that's something I think I had another guest who said the same thing. That's something I'm like, man, I got, I feel like I need to grow up. <laughs> I'm naming all these people that I know believe in me. Look, my name on the list. Yes. I mean, I, as being an entrepreneur, there have been times mm-hmm. that nobody believed, or I felt that nobody believed. Yeah. So I definitely had to find that place. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like we came from a generation of, parents actually I know we did who you know 30 years in the gold watch or 30 years and I retired from education you know or right. 30 years and you know now I can spend time with my grandkids or you know and while there were entrepreneurs in my family there was still this this foundation that still stemmed from working a certain amount of years before you did that thing you know yes. I don't think there a lot of us were willing to just jump out there and start a business or say I'm going to be this thing outside of the norm because you know our our previous generation our parents taught us that you know this is the way it should be done because that that equals stability or you know that equals somebody who is 
really trying to provide for their family or, you know, be successful, if you will. I think mm-hmm. I love the fact that our generation is still not, is still working to dispel some of that, that train of thought that we can't just jump out there, you know, right. when in fact we absolutely can. Right. <laughs> right. Know, I, I think that's still holding some of us back too, if, you yeah. know, if I can be honest, like I, that's something that, to that point of, you know, adding myself to the person that believes in me the most, that's something that I think our generation is slowly walking out of. Like, yeah, I believe in me and I'm about to do this thing. And mm-hmm. I, they're just gonna have to be all right. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, I got three kids at the house and whatever, but I just believe in this dream so much so that mom and daddy, you don't have to worry. I got, you know, I got this. Um, so I think right. that's great that, you know, you're one of the people that are being added to that list that are jumping out there, no matter what they say. So is there a word, one word to describe you? Unique. <laughs> Definitely unique. Um, I, I mean, I know you'll never run into the same, you know, a person more, you know, there's mm-hmm. not duplicates out here, clones that I know of. Mm-hmm. But I think I can honestly speak for my friends and say that they can say there's nobody like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely unique. For sure. It's funny. Um, the quote that I thought about sharing with you today, I, I actually, well, I thought about a couple of quotes, but then I heard one today and I said, oh no, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. And I was listening to Willie Moore Jr.'s show and he has a DJ by the name of Dwight Stone. And I tuned in late, but I tuned in just in time to hear him say that, you know, God intended for us to be peculiar. And this is a season of um, being your most authentic self. God is listening us in that place. And I think he's in our generation. And so I thought it was so appropriate to hear him say that. But the thing that struck me, which is why I changed my quote, that I wanted to share with you and see what comes up for you was, um, and I want to say it just right. He said, if you're not peculiar, you're not prepared to be paid. Oh, wow. And if that is not for an entrepreneur or a serial entrepreneur, I don't know what is. And yes, so, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, tell me what that quote brings up for you. You know, and I'll say it again. It says, if you're not peculiar, you're not prepared to be paid. You're not because um, you're not being your authentic self. Like you're being the cookie cutter. Mm. Um, if we're referring to music, the one hit wonders because they tried to conform to that way. Or, you know, in any industry, you know, when you do something the same way so much, it can get watered down. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're your authentic self, the wildest, craziest dream that everybody's probably looking at you like, what? You want to do what? Mm-hmm. That's that one thing that's going to make you stand out. And when you stand out, of course, you're going to get paid more because you're rare and it's different and it's fresh and it's new and it's never thought of before. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You get more money for that. And and it's, it's worth more money because it's one of a kind. Absolutely. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit and just talk about childhood and, and memories and decisions and just life. Uh-huh. <laughs> Generally speaking, what is your first and best childhood memory? The first and best childhood memory that I had was when I was dancing at the Shirley Badgett School of Dance on Hargis Street in Raleigh. <laughs> 
black lady yes. doing that for little black girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like a happy moment. Like every Saturday coming to see all the girls and we're dancing and learning different styles of dance, but then actually performing on a big stage with the lights. Oh, I loved all that. That might have created a mock. Yeah. But it definitely helped my creativity bloom. I'm a creative mind and mm-hmm. that was just major exposure to to the arts. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that you said your creative mind and I'll just share a quick story that comes to mind. <laughs> when I think about creative creativity, specifically you, and you know, one of the things that you and I enjoy doing, in, in addition to dance, is doing hair at one point, right? Yeah. We were braiding hair, and something that I learned important about creativity, I learned specifically through you, and and yeah. I to appreciate because I remember asking, I was going to Africa, and I remember asking you, hey, can you braid my hair? And you were like, sure. And I just had this thing in my mind, you know, this vision in my mind, which, you know, I came to learn I'm a visionary, but I also, I have the vision, but the people that I asked to create the vision, I have to allow their creativity to flow. And that's usually, when I've gone against that, then it usually doesn't come out the way I want it to. <laughs> and the reason why I learned the importance of creativity or allowing people to create to creative through you is because while my hair was cute, I recognize that I limited your ability to do something really cute and for me, right? Or mm-hmm. your ability to create something cute that came from you and others could appreciate. And I could say, oh yeah, you know, one of my best friends did my hair and you know, it's this, that, and the other. And I learned that in that moment. And I, from that yeah. point, I started recognizing, okay, I, I have the vision. And God will attach me to the person who can create the vision that was intended to match with it. And I absolutely learned that through you in that moment. Wow. Point forward, you know, it was like, okay, this is the thing I'm thinking. And either he would bring those people to me or he wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) And and I had to trust that, right? But I actually, that was absolutely a moment where I recognized that, that I should have just let you do your thing. (laughs) If that makes sense. Uh, and, 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 I, and I remember doing your hair. I just can't remember what I did. <laughs> well, it was crazy. I mean, it was, you know, you and I both like different things. It was nice, but it wasn't, I didn't afford you an opportunity to do your thing, to be in that creative space. And because I struggle with the people pleasing and all the things that, you know, I'm, I'm being more vulnerable about these days. I, and probably there was some control there, right? But I recognized that, you know, because you were that important to me that I should have, you know, afforded that moment. Um, I don't think I took anything from you necessarily, but my takeaway was, you know, don't limit people's creativity. You know what I mean? If you are the visionary, you know, you'll meet somebody with the process, you'll meet somebody else that can bring forth the vision. And it it's not, doesn't have to be exactly what you're thinking as much as you having that idea and God will connect you to the person who can bring it forth. Um, right. So I thank you. Wow. For- <laughs> well, you're welcome. I didn't know I was teaching a lesson at that moment, but always, I'm, I'm glad that you you hold on to that. Yeah. Um, what yeah. you got from it? Yeah, absolutely. I, every every time I have an idea, and again, he brings me to the person, um, and usually, if it's that if it's the right person, it comes out the way it's supposed to be. So. 
um, I learned that from you, my friend. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so think about friends or just people that are influential in your life. Um, I love to think about my friends as my elite eight. You know, that's something that will resonate through my my podcast and my shows. I have people that I'm very close to. and But there are some distinctively important people in my life. And I got blessed with eight. Right. And so that's why they're called my elite eight. So if you had to have your starting lineup, you know, your fab five or whoever it is, you know, who would those people be? And again, you don't have to name them, but maybe tell what their attributes are and how they may be your accountability partner, your biggest cheerleader. So who would those people be? Okay. Um, I can tell you characteristics and some of these characteristics are multiple in different people and mixed up in and all of that good stuff yeah. but um, one thing I would say in my starting lineup I would need the encourager mm-hmm. you know the one who on my darkest days they're like okay girl you could do this get up let's go you know um, I need the person I can cry on their shoulders they're not going to judge me <laughs> you know they're going to listen they're going to be there um I also, I need a hustler and not in a negative way, but, (laughs) you know, as an entrepreneur, every day has not been a bright and sunny day. You know, Mm -hmm. some days I had slow weeks, some days everything fell apart and I needed that friend that's like, okay, look, I got some flour and sugar at the house. We can have a bake sale, (laughs) you know, we can bring out all these clothes. We going to get you right, girl. You know, we got you. Um, And then I need the pull-up friend. And again, not in a negative way, but I need that friend. (laughs) But hey, if it's negative, listen. Maybe it it might not be negative. Right, but it might be there's a negative situation and I need the pull-up to help me get through it. Exactly. (laughs) I know I'm going to pick up this phone. That person is going to be there, you know. Right, right, right. Um, And then I need that friend that's going to pray for you. Like, to call somebody up and say, pray for me, you have to really trust that person. And because they are transferring a message to whoever they believe in, the most mm-hmm. high, the source of their life, they're transferring this message over to them to help you out. So you got to really trust the person. Mm. They're not going to tangle that message up. There's going to be an in- interference. We, you know, we need them. So those are my top five things that I look for in my my yeah. close circle. Yeah, that's powerful though. That last thing you said was, you know, whoever they believe in, when the message is transferring, you know, people say from your lips to God's ears, you want yes. to make sure that that message is very clear. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know, that person is not sending an empty message that's not something they truly believe, you know, to be true or believe for you. And I think, right. you know, that's absolutely powerful when we consider asking someone or sharing someone that's so close to us, you know what I mean? That you need mm-hmm. that person that's, that's putting putting a real prayer on that thing and, and yeah. trusting <laughs> the same God in some ways, you know? Right. Um, so I love that. And that's, <laughs> if that's not a message for the masses, <laughs> wow. Cause you know, people will easily pick up your hand and say, can I pray for you? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're like, uh, Lord, if this is not you, Right. Send me a sign. 
kick me in the Are you praying or are you praying? <laughs> like, there's two different spellings of that word. Yeah. Which one, you know, you know, it's easy for people to say, oh, girl, I'm going to pray for you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll pray. And yeah. they never even do. That's the prayer, you know? <laughs> it stops right there. Yes. Like, no, I really need you to be <laughs> yes. descriptive in this situation. I'm going through something, you know? Yeah. I can't even pray for myself. I need to make sure that go through. Right. And sometimes, you know, if you're just being honest with yourself, you if or you start to think about it like, okay, to your point, everybody that's saying they want to pray for you, some people really do want to pray for you and it is not might not be top of mind, right? So oftentimes right. I'll find myself like being real, like I'm gonna be thinking of you, or I'll even say to people, you know, if I come across your mind, just send me a heart or a prayer hand, you know what I mean, or something like that. Because sometimes it feels like pressure, you know, mm -hmm. for somebody. And to your point, I don't even know what to pray. I hear, right. you know, like, ooh, they asked me to pray or I'm saying, am I saying what just need to be said? You know, <laughs> you know? And, and sometimes, right. you know, we got to decide, like, no, this is this is not the moment for me to eat. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. The, the, that lineup is essential, I think, for any individual. But the prayer part just hit me, it, that, that hit different, for sure. Yes. Um, okay, so what what is your legacy? What do you hope your legacy to be? My legacy is, well, I want my legacy to be mm -hmm. um, that you can do anything you set your mind to for real. And that I did that to the fullest extent that I could, you know, and that um, somewhere along the way I helped somebody whether it's learning something I didn't know I taught or mm -hmm. showing somebody the way in business or just saying a kind word to somebody, you know, to encourage them along. Yeah. So you said somebody, helping somebody. Who who are the somebody's you hope to inspire? I would say the most is little little girls that look like me, little black and brown girls who might not necessarily know the extent of their power and what they can do. Mm. Those will be my, if I had the top goal of reaching yeah. somebody. Of course, my child also, you know. Yeah. But, but when I see little girls, when I used to have the salon and I would see the little girls come in and they would look around like, this is your place. This is oh, your yeah. business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like that. mission to be. Yeah, talk about that some. So, you know, you had a salon and you were doing hair in the salon. You were selling jewelry. You had, you know, some beautiful stones in there. You had women coming, sitting and sharing a moment. You know, it was it was truly a salon. It was, you know, more than a space to just mm -hmm. come and get your hair done. So what, what was that like to have that space? You talked about, you know, impacting little girls, but I feel like it was so much more. What, what would be oh, yeah. much more? Um, when people walked in my salon, they, they would sit there for a while and then they would say, I feel like I'm at home. Like, I want to keep mm. my shoes off and lay back. And, and it just felt so warm because I wanted people to come in there and relax, have, you know, their moment. If we have to cry it out, sometimes mm -hmm. if we was in there by myself, I know a lot of secrets, <laughs> you know. Um, being a hairstylist yeah. and then um, just hearing the different conversations mm -hmm. people's different point of views and mm -hmm. 
yeah, it was it was an amazing feeling to meet so many people, have them pass through, and just the experiences we had. So what's next? So you had a salon, you're writing a book. What what's next after? I mean, you're writing a book right now. Is that what is that what is next, or is there the next thing that you want to try? Something after that that you want to try? Well, at with writing the book. I'm sort of taking my time. I'm not trying to rush it. So I don't know if that's next or not. Okay. Um, okay. It's in the cards. It's one of the projects on the books, but I don't know if that's the one that's going to be it. Okay. Um, I'm also, I also have Queen Love Clothing Company. And um, I want to expand on that a little bit because since I had the salon, I was focused mm-hmm. more on that, but developing little baby companies. Like you said, I could sell the shirts and the clothes inside, yeah. but I want to do more with the brand. And I also want to do something for missing um, black and brown women and children. Yeah. Um, right now, the estimated amount that I heard was 64,000 missing black women and children, girls, women and girls. That We're not even talking about the men. 64,000 but I heard maybe last week it's up to 100 I haven't checked those numbers yet but 100,000 that's That's America USA yes so I want to do something to and I do have something in the works where a project in the works where I want to bring attention and awareness not only of their stories but also um what to do if you have a loved one come up missing because nobody wants to think about it nobody mm-hmm. think it's going to happen to them but I have actually gone out on searches with people and met with families who have lost love I mean you know they can't find them at the moment and they don't know what to do where to start I mean, yeah where to start yeah. and those first hours are crucial in yeah. finding missing people so I want to um, bring awareness to what to do and that we have that many missing people and in have America. You, have you established like, you know, the first five things to do right now or are you in the process of still learning? This is where we start. Um, I have some ideas. Okay. Uh, I can't say they're in concrete right now, mm-hmm. but as I go along and I meet with different families, mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't go as a big company. I'll just show up to the, when yeah, they're passing our yeah. flyers or we're walking yeah. through the woods to look for them. Yeah. I don't even know some of these people, you know, but mm. just to show up like, yeah, your community cares about you. I care about you. I heard about mm. the story. Let's do what we got to do. Mm. Um, so those things are what's pretty much in place right now. And I'm learning from those situations what is needed. You okay. know, mm-hmm. and that's where I came up with people need to know what to do. Yeah. You know, just the, you know, you have your fire drills, you have your tornado mm-hmm. drills. You also need to plan like what to do in those crucial yeah. hours. Yeah. No, that's, oof. that's powerful. That's powerful. And, and as soon as you, you know, get the top five, 10, 20, whatever things to do in those moments, because, you know, we talk about, how to stay safe but you know the reality is sometimes we can't prevent these things from happening with all the things that we can put in place but once they happen what do you do and right. I think that's that's a beautiful you know quest um for someone to 
you know, work towards. So again, I thank you. <laughs> I thank you're you for the things you're aspiring to do and, and bring attention to and, and being that, you know, that neighbor who says, you know what? No, we got to come together. I'm doing to others as you have them do unto you. I would want somebody to help me, you know, look right. for, find my loved one. And so the fact that you're doing that thing, I feel certain it's going to come back to you 100-fold in some capacity. Not because someone's lost, but, you know, you'll be blessed because you've sown some really beautiful seeds. Um, okay. Well, no, not yet. I want, I want to skip to before we get to that part. <laughs> But one last and, you know, probably deep question. We went a little deep, but then we'll get to the light stuff in just a second. And maybe this is not so deep. But what is the hardest decision you had to make and who did it impact? I would say the hardest decision I had to make would be listening to myself. Like Mm. I said before that I believed in myself. But Mm. then I had to listen to myself because... Mm. all the outside noise, people saying do this this way, that way. I had to listen to the voice that's in my head that says, okay, you got this. You know what you want to do. You know what your dreams are. This is your vision, nobody else's vision. Uh, like I read Tabitha Brown's book and she said like, my prescription for my glasses, this is not a direct quote, but yeah. Um, my prescription for my glasses may not be somebody else's prescription. Like they might not be able to see out the glasses at all. Mm. So therefore I have to listen to myself because I'm the only one who's visioning. Like you said, you're a visionary. Yeah. And I do have issues with trusting people to bring that about, but I had to set the foundation before Mm -hmm. I could bring people in and really just, okay, this is what I want. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Checking in with self. Again, it's it's invaluable. We underestimate the value of checking in with self, checking on self, checking self, right, yeah. and and trusting self. You know, oh, yeah. to the point of listening to yourself. We that is something that you know we have to do intentionally. Yes, you know, and by that I mean setting aside a time, you know, to do it. Um, mm-hmm in a recent therapeutic session (laughs) that was one of the things I discussed that you know I or the question was asked so you know I was excited about the podcast and like yes this is my happy place and you know and and my therapist was like well how did you know how did you do it I said well these are the times that I record she said it seems like you set times for this thing and I was like yes I did <laughs> where it once felt like, how am I going to get these things done? Have, mm-hmm. this, have this goal, have this vision. I just can't see it. I can't see it right now, you know, running behind the kids and, you know, trying to be intentional with the time I spent with my husband and just all the things. And I was like, you know, and to that point, sometimes it takes somebody to, to kind of check you. So, you mm-hmm. know, I was doing my self check in and she reminded me that I could find time. And I had found time. And I'm doing this thing that I enjoy and love. And so you can keep doing You can find a way to make sure you're having that self-care and that self-awareness. And and I continue to be attached to people who are doing that thing. So I feel like, you know, what we're doing, what you're doing, and um, what I'm trying to do is going to continue to, it will, it's going to propel a lot of us in a lot of ways. And I, and I hope that a lot of females 
especially our brown and black females will do that thing. Yeah. Do that thing. And so through organized grind, just be, you know, collaborating and finding a way to do it in our own way. I feel like there's lots of opportunities for our community to get stronger. And so I'm glad that Queen Love and Organized Grind and the Hair Shop are all conduits for that opportunity. So again, thank you. Okay. Now, (laughs) for some spontaneity. Um, Okay. This portion of the show is called Finish That Statement. And I know I shared some of the statements with you, but I also, I threw in some new ones just to kind of change it. (laughs) It's about being fun and spontaneous. And so I got a few different ones in there. And I just want whatever comes to mind, you just share. That's all right. All right. I am. I am the ruler of my destiny. Ooh, yes. yes. <laughs> my why is. My why is my son. Mm. Definitely. Yes. When I hear blank, I'm running to the dance floor. Oh, I get it. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, if I rule the world with Nas and Lauren. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I know all the lines too. Color purple. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's right. People think I am, but I am really. People, some people think that I am like, just because I try to stay in a peaceful space and uh, that I am soft-spoken sometimes or you know sort of quiet sometimes they think that I can be a pushover but not so much especially in the industries that I've been in I had to learn like no I gotta stand up for myself <laughs> so I get really nervous when oh I get really nervous when I walk in a crowd of people. Yes. You want to expand on that or you want to leave that right there? I can expand. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to use that, the fact that I'm an introvert for the people think I am, but I'm not. But yeah. I think people know by now that I'm an introvert. Oh, and yeah. so like... <laughs> <laughs> I it's so crazy because like I could be on a stage in front of a crowd of people and I'm good like if on the mic and stuff like I have no problem but you talking about me walking like through a crowd or whatever like no I get really nervous that's the introvert in me like I want to go home (laughs) 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 I used to throw house parties back in college right and mm-hmm. I would be in my room with the door shut. And the party is going on out. Yeah. You're like, serious. that's for y'all, not me. Have a good time. Right. You when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's I funny. am. Yeah. <laughs> well, and thank God for your discernment of the people that came because um, <laughs> you could walk out to anything crazy. Right. <laughs> have to clean up some who knows what. Uh, 
Yes, I had some trusted people there that could, yeah. you know, handle the, the crowd and everything. And I would walk through every now and then, but yeah. no, I was going to my room. I got my plate. Hey, how y'all doing? That's funny. Peace. <laughs> that's, that's one of those, those scenarios where you were like, I had a praying grandmother. Was <laughs> 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 I? Were there things involved, like drinks? And... Yeah. I was on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> what was happening and you were like but I'm good yeah I was good that is funny <laughs> that, that should have been a little known thing that you shared because <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm not going to name no names you had some protective friends and had those protective friends know yes. what's happening <laughs> There would be no Lisa on the other side of the door. <laughs> Hilarious. I, but I made it. I made it. <laughs> hey, I still think you had a praying grandmother. <laughs> even if her name wasn't the same, you know, even if her name was my grandmother, there was somebody out here praying for you. Well, that is so nice to hear all of the things. Some things I thought I knew, some things I knew, some things I didn't know. And I'm so excited that you got to be my ninth guest. Yay! A part of Documenting Dreams. And we are almost at the conclusion of our first season. Yay! So excited. There's so many great things on the horizon. I can't wait for the, the listeners to be a part and get to hear what's coming next. And something that I want to share with the audience is that Organized Grind is the executive producer of Documenting Dreams. (laughs) So it's only appropriate to say that this episode is brought to you by none other than Organized Grind LLC. Definitely. So much for being here. I am honored and you honor me by being here. And um, I just know that great things are upon us because we are... You know, one, speaking our truth, we're sharing our dreams, and we're not afraid to be bold and let the world see what we have to offer. And I'm so absolutely proud of the things that you have done, that you're doing, and are going to do. And especially since you are on a quest to make sure that our Black and Brown girls have an opportunity to be successful. And so um, thank you so much again for being here. This includes Documenting Dreams, another ordinary person doing extraordinary things out here in this world has shared their dream on my podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I wish you all the best. Thank you. And I thank you for having me on your first season, having me (laughs) on your team for your project. I'm so very, very proud of you. I never knew this was something you wanted to do. So like (laughs) knowing my production in and and what you want to, hey, I'm here Mm -hmm. to, I'm, trying to figure out where on my list of friend qualities <laughs> this is but you know <laughs> I'm pulling up and I'm praying and oh, oh yeah oh. this this is going to be successful so thank you I just want to thank you for taking me on your journey absolutely thank you for being a part of the journey yes <laughs>